You have come to the right place. Hope you love America. Hope you're tired of the same thing all day, every day. Bringing you a different point of view. Bringing you the right point of view. From an everyday American. Recorded all over. No agenda, just America. Hello, welcome to a new episode of Eric's America. Long week, fun week, bad week, I don't know. Um, Mine has been more of a uh, recovery week uh, so far. It's getting better, getting better. Things are uh, looking up. Looks like things are looking up everywhere. Uh, A lot of stuff happening in this last week. A lot of stuff going on. Uh, I see that now it is uh, coming out that uh, this was not a natural occurrence, which uh, a lot of people were saying at the beginning, and kind of, I kind of felt uh, that may be the case. But you know, you just never know. You never know, and the fact that I can't go and uh, investigate it myself in China probably limits my ability to have a definitive answer. Of course, uh, and I'm sure that I mean it's true for most people. Um, but just from the way, uh, you, uh, have lived life, the lessons you learn over life, a lifespan, whether it be long or short, but, uh, there's a lot of things you learn and a lot of things you kind of observe how, uh, different parts of the world react and how people, uh, react to certain things, or you can just use, you know, uh, deductive reasoning and say that, well, you know, it seems weird that uh, if China thought it was just a uh, bat that flew 600 miles from its natural habitat and uh, landed in somebody's dinner and they caught it, you know, they little strange that they would only lock down the one city and uh, keep them from going anywhere else in China, but fine if they want to travel over the world and infect the world. So um, whether it ends up being an accidental infection which is what everybody's saying right now and and it may very well be you know uh one thing that we should know uh very well uh when it comes to chinese thing uh products and everything else i mean how many recalls have we had you know people joke about it all the time you know oh well i got this from china it's probably painted with lead paint and we joke about these things but these are the repercussions you know there's a reason that people get paid so much and things cost so much in the u.s and it's because we've put very stringent restrictions on certain things now not all regulation is good nor is all regulation bad you know there's a lot of regulation that keeps us safe and healthy and uh, this would be one of them if you go to anywhere near a, a level four bio uh, lab in the u.s and observe the restrictions and precautions and protocols are just extreme and there's a reason for that because if something gets out even accidentally there are massive massive repercussions and this is one of the repercussions that those policies and procedures are in place and the same reason that people wanted to go to china for cheap products is because obviously safety regulations and and you know health regulations and all these things are much lower 
And to think that that only applies to building, you know, your cell phone or making your tennis shoes. And it doesn't apply to studying exotic diseases is just silly. I mean, obviously, if you just human nature, if you slack in one part of what you do, there's a pretty pretty damn good chance that you're slacking in other areas too. I mean, it's human nature. If you are allowed to get away with things in one area, the chances are you're going to try to get away with things in every area. And that's what we have here is what it looks like right now. Now, if it would come out that it was intentional, it wouldn't really shock me either. But for right now, it looks like it's just uh, as uh, they tried to blame on Trump. This looks like China's Chernobyl. Uh, you know, a bad situation. They were aware of it. They hit it. They, you know, let it just get way out of control. And then there was really at that point, once they got to that point, there was really no turning back, but there's no way they're going to say, oh, well, it was our mistake. And unfortunately, that is almost common practice. And I wonder a lot how that came to be uh, the modern practice of human nature you know i know human nature does dictate that we don't want to be blamed for things and we don't want to be you know get in trouble for things but there's also that part of human nature which is usually passed down from parenting to children to say hey if you've done something it's much better to come out and say okay you know what i did it i'm sorry it was a mistake i'll fix it i won't do it again those kind of things and unfortunately and this has been my experience most of my life being, as I've said before, a millennial, that that was kind of a practice that was put in place years ago. It kind of comes down to the same idea of giving everybody a trophy. You know, nobody did better than anybody else. It's the whole equality of outcomes kind of disease. And if you wonder where it came from, it comes from these kind of things, you know, um, never take responsibility, blame it on somebody else. If there's any way possible that you can blame it on uh, your enemy, even if it's just absurd, that's fine. And at the end of the day, it's not really your fault. And I see those kind of ideas from this sort of thing. And you notice how that ideology has bled into our society so much that, you know, nothing's really ever your fault. There's always somebody else responsible for it. And, you know, those kind of things, you start to see the connections like, oh, wait a second. Maybe this is where this kind of ideology comes from. Maybe that's where these ideas originate. Um, because it's a part of a bigger ideology of control, manipulation, propaganda, which has been rampant for most of my life time for sure. Uh, and probably many others. I mean, let's face it. This isn't a problem that just showed up today. So, yeah, um, what are what are we going to do about it? I you know, I'm not really sure. I hope I really do hope I heard a lot of people talking about, you know, pulling manufacturing from China, which is great. That should happen. Uh, it should have never left. We should have made major, major changes or major restrictions to keep our businesses home. Um, and that just makes common sense to, I would guarantee to 90% of America, it's going to make sense. 
to say, yes, uh, we want our people working on our products first before we send it to somebody else. And most Americans would be absolutely fine with paying a few extra bucks. And I'm not talking extreme, but a few extra bucks on items if they knew that they were supporting American workers. And that's just natural. That is a natural human behavior. You know, and whether you see it, whether someone sees it as right or wrong or somehow, you know, somehow racist or something ridiculous, it's not. It's basically you feel more loyalty to those you know more than the people you don't. And the same kind of premise applies to everyday life. I mean, you drive down the street, you see two people in trouble. One of them's your neighbor that you've known for 10 years. Somebody, the other is somebody you have no idea. The first person you're going to go to is that neighbor you've known for 10 years. You know them, you have that personal connection and that's just natural. There's, there's nothing wrong whatsoever about it. It's just the way we're made. So that's what this comes back to that. Americans will say, Hey, I'll give you know, five, 10 extra bucks for this. If I know that people that I might know are going to be able to take care of their family, they're going to be able to feed their family, they're going to have a home. All these things are going to come from my five or 10 extra dollars. And we know this because people are willing to give massive amounts just to charity to help their fellow citizens. So why would they not give that money in purchasing to help their fellow citizens and, and they would and the problem is you have too many people uh in places of power that have ties to places like china that are making millions and billions of dollars off of this so their loyalty lies there not not here and not to the their constituents the people they're supposed to be um representing they're supposed to be looking for their best interests so th these are all things that are going to shake out and it's going to get more and more uh pronounced as time goes on it really is and i think that probably more than any time in my lifetime in the last you know 39 40 years um more so than ever in my lifetime there is going to be uh probably a seismic shift and i, I think it's already been happening i i see it happening more and more every day and see more evidence that there is a seismic shift in this country and a lot of it started in 2016 with Trump being elected and because the the left and the media and so many people just lost their mind. I mean, completely lost all credibility, lost everything because someone came in that wasn't part of the ruling class per se. And someone came in and just asked simple questions, just simple, normal questions they had no answer to. And that's usually when you get crazy doublespeak. I mean, walking in saying, hey, why do we give so much money to NATO? What do they do? Why are we still in this? What's going on? And people have no answer for that. And it's a it's an obvious question, you know, and, and there's so many people going, oh, well, you know, I get paid, you know, I make so much money off this. Well, this guy, you know, it's all interconnected. It's all crap. But, you know, those kind of things really scare the whole mechanism. And so that's why the people just lost their mind. And um, the problem is the more and more of their true colors that are shown 
uh, more and more people are walking away from and going, there's absolutely no way I'm being aligned with any of this. What have I been voting for? You know, what have I been lied to about for years? And uh, yeah, a lot of things are going to change. And, you know, hopefully I see that we've we've going to start reopening. We've got a plan to start reopening, which is great. Um, you know, it's really strange. Um, Sweden, which, you know, for years and years, the left held it up and said, it's the Swedish model. That's what we need to be. We want to be more like Sweden. Uh, in the past couple months, uh, they've been just lamb blasting them because Sweden said, hey, we want to promote herd immunity. We're not closing down anything. I mean, we have a few restrictions, but other than that, we're not closing down anything. And strangely enough, the same amount of people are dying there per capita that are dying here. And they didn't go to all these crazy, uh, whatever you want to call it, the Chinese model or whatever you want to call it, of locking people down and shutting things down. And uh, so a lot of it looks like it was unnecessary, which I felt it was all unnecessary anyway. And if you want to promote herd immunity, um, you can't do that if you lock the herd all in separate homes. I mean, that's not how it works. What's really weird is the fact that even though we've done all these crazy measures, still the same amount of people are dying per capita and the same amount of things are going on as the people that weren't locked down. So, you know, I... I just have a problem with the whole thing and I've made no secret of that. I have a whole uh, huge laundry list of issues with all of this. Um, I don't want people to get sick and and die. I, I don't. I mean, that's not my intention ever, but I also realize that poverty will kill millions more than this virus ever could. And I see that happening. I mean, you know, 20 million, 22 million Americans out of work right now. I mean, this is way beyond. I mean, this is this is worse numbers than in the Great Depression. Now, I realize there's a different circumstance and these things can get turned around. So, I'm not, you know, I'm not uh promoting the idea that, you know, the sky is falling, but it's getting there. And so I was so encouraged to see that there is a plan to get things back open and we do. We need to. And the sooner the better. So, all that being said, I want to turn my attention for a few minutes to uh, my home state, which is, I was glad to see uh, the other day that tens of thousands of Michiganders uh, went to Lansing and uh, stood up because... I'm going to call her Adolph Whitmore. Uh, I'm sure she'll love that one. Uh, it'd be great. <laughs> I can only I can only hope that uh, some her or someone close to her would actually listen. Um, <laughs> but anyway, that's my new name for her, Adolph Whitmore. Um, you know the absolute absurdity um, of her plan and her reaction to these things. Uh, just purely demonstrates exactly what the democratic plan has been for years and years. And if you didn't already get it by looking at places like San Francisco and LA and Portland and Seattle and New York 
and Chicago and seeing like what a mess things are and how absurd things are. If you didn't already get it, uh, the little fascist from Michigan really, really put it on display for everybody to see the asinine, ridiculous policies that I just, it's mind blowing. So we're shutting down everything. We're locking everybody at home. People can't even drive if they have, and, and a lot of people, if you're from Michigan, there are tons of people. I mean, the big thing is you, you work and you save your money and you can get a, what they call a home up North. And basically, you know, you, you're working in the, you know, the bigger metropolitan areas and you know you you do pretty well you save your money and you can get a small home or a cabin in the woods away from everything a lot of people like to hunt and fish and they can go up there and it's great and it's part of being an american i mean it truly is that's part of the american dream and they are living the american dream so absolutely nothing wrong with it it's the reason a lot of people went to michigan to work in uh, factories and things like that to have a better life and be able to do things like that. And that's part of our dream as Americans, even though it's a small part of it, it is a part. So anyway, uh, you can't drive if you live in a metropolitan area and you have a home, you know, up North in the woods or whatever, you want to go fish and get away from everybody. No, you're not allowed. Now the absurdity of that and the fact that she has no honest to God power to do it, Okay, you can't go to church, whatever, all these things. Um, and I argue that there's no way that she has these kind of power. She doesn't because that infringes on our inalienable rights, which by definition means you cannot alienate them. I don't care what you call yourself or what office you want to walk into. You absolutely do not have the power to do that. That's just me. That's the way I see things. I don't unfortunately for people like her so do most americans uh that's the reason we love the country we live in but anyway um but now on the list of essential workers we have liquor stores we have lottery lottery's got to stay open liquor's got to stay open and the marijuana dispensaries definitely have to stay open now i have not a problem with any of those in in basic fact i have no issue with any of those Except in this instance, you want to lock down all departments in Walmart that are not food and essential supplies, but you want to sell lottery tickets, you can go get liquored up, you can go get high. Okay, um, what seems wrong with that? I mean, anybody that has any kind of sense and says, okay, if you are looking out for the welfare of people, we're going to at initial of this whole thing, most people I'm sure took it at face value saying, okay, they're trying to look out for the well-being of most people. But at what point did all this somehow become part of well-being? I can't drive to property I own. What America am I living in when you can, you can tell me, that I can't get in my vehicle that I own alone and drive to property I own. But it's essential that I go get liquored up and grab some bud. 
the words escape me right now except for moron that's the only only explanation i have is it's just moronic the other part of that is the fact that all three of those things strangely enough pay the government a lot of money no it doesn't seem like a coincidence to me apparently alcohol marijuana and lottery pays whitmer more money than you actually driving up to go to your other property strange how the priorities get skewed but it's for your own good of course as it always is and of course on top of having these really skewed weird priorities suddenly uh now we have to have part of the green new deal because we're just looking out for everyone so if you got a kayak or a sailboat you're more than welcome to go on the lake but if you have a power boat or you want to drive there i'm not sure how you're going to get your kayak or your sailboat out there if it's not already there because apparently you can't just get in your car and drive you would have to walk it there or maybe tie it to the back of your swin uh and pedal it out there but uh no motorized anything and then you know after the protest where everybody is basically telling her well listen you're a fascist and you're wrong and you can't do this and you're going to be headed out of office uh they strike back with the usual oh they're racist they're terrible racist and they're just so dangerous and they're all they're horrible and they're killing everybody you know the whole fact is if you had a legitimate argument ever about anything then it should be fairly easy to stand up to a counter argument it would be very easy and i would welcome it i would welcome people to debate on on my ideas about things why because i feel that my ideas are strong enough that they can withstand a counter argument what I can't stand is the only counter argument you ever have to anything is if you disagree with me, you're racist or just shut up. You shouldn't talk. That right there tells you everything you need to know. Obviously, you know you're wrong. You know you're insane. You know you're a moron. And I know that I'm so wrong that I can't, I don't want anybody to talk. And it's the same idea with the the Nazi wannabes, the Antifa people that are just sad moronic individuals that i mean if they had any guts they'd take their mask off because why would you be scared of your ideas i'm not scared of mine hell they can put print my picture tomorrow in every publication i have no fear of people knowing what i believe and if that's truly how you feel and you feel that you're actually right then you have nothing to hide behind and so they just unmask themselves of course they're little nazi wannabes you know they put on their little nazi uniform i guess they hope hitler's still alive somewhere to praise them and you know they're so scared to uh show their faces and show who they are why because they know they're wrong and they know people will have backlash to someone who acts like an ass and acts like a nazi piece of crap that's just it (laughs) and this is the same thing you know she knows she's in the wrong she knows she's going to get kicked out of office so her only rebuttal to all this is not to say well you know uh maybe i should rethink this these are not great ideas obviously people are going to great lengths even in the middle of a pandemic 
to come and tell me how wrong I am instead of doing an adult thing and saying, okay, wait a second, you know, maybe I should listen to this. No, it's, oh, they had rebel flags and they're racist, terrible Trump people. Give me a break. If you had an inkling of an argument, even a piece of an argument, you would state it. But the fact that you have nothing except to call somebody else a racist when you are a part of the most racist entity that's ever been on the face of this earth for the most part, so racist that the Nazis wouldn't even adopt your Jim Crow laws word for word because they were too racist for Hitler, then maybe that's the problem. Maybe there's where your issue lies. Because at the end of the day, it's obviously only about power. And how much power can I gain and never, ever let a crisis go to waste? Ever. If there's ever a chance to steal more freedom from America, you will find a Democrat there signing up to do it. And that is what's showing you. If you, for any second, ever even have an inkling of a thought about socialism or communism or any of the isms that are on the left, progressivism, all the rest of the ism-isms, then think about how you are living right now. And if that is what you want your new normal to be. And if you like it and you think it's great and that's what you want to sign up for, then you better write Bernie and go ahead and vote for Biden and all the rest because this is their plan. This is a snapshot of what they want America to be. And make no mistake, it's always for your own good. And that's always their premise. You know, if anyone has ever had an issue, which I've had an issue a lot of my life, with people saying, well, you know, I'm just doing this for your own good, and you're going, well, wait a second, shouldn't I decide what's for my own good or not? Basically, the idea is to strip all parenting or any responsibility from any people and give it all to the government. It's the idea of communism, socialism, like I said, all the isms have always been, you know, the state and we'll get our experts together and they're all going to figure out what's best for you and let you know what's best for you. And this is just a, a microcosm of a photo a snapshot in time of what their greater plan is and just look at what's going on in Michigan right now and it'll tell you everything you need to know about what's going on. In fact, there's some stores that won't let you buy snack food because that's not essential. Now, like I said, this is more of a secondhand thing. It was something that I heard um, that had happened and I haven't seen that official thing come out but it wouldn't surprise me because apparently you're not allowed to just get in your own vehicle that you own by yourself and go drive down the road without threat of getting some kind of ticket or or some kind of fine which personally I'm supposed to be going home here and then within the next two weeks and I will assure you that I will most definitely be violating that that ordinance or rule or whatever they want to call it and will be more than happy to show up in any court of law that they want and argue my side of it because there's just no way 
that uh, I can possibly uh, somehow agree with these absolute insane draconian practices that have no practical purpose whatsoever to ever keep anyone from getting any illness. And now that the new numbers are out, you know, it's looking like that uh, it's not even going to be as bad as the uh, a bad year for the flu. And when you see that, you're wondering, well, what the hell are we still doing? Why are we tanking the economy? Why are we uh, ruining so many people's lives and livelihood and all this? And yes, I, it comes down to the same thing. Uh, lives versus lives. It's not lives versus money. It essentially equates to the same damn thing. And I don't care who says it. And anyone who's trying to use that moral argument, you can pretty much be assured of where they stand. Because the only positive that could ever come out of trying to tank everything is the hope that you could gain power by somehow making everybody else look bad. And I think it's gotten to this desperate of point because they know that on the face of it, none of their arguments will hold water. And especially now, and this coming from me, uh, you know, a lot of people haven't gone into this yet because, well, most of the people are still uh, very vested in, in the coronavirus, and rightfully so. I mean, especially in government, uh, that is the big thing right now is getting through the virus and getting, you know, back to work and getting things up and running. So understand it. But if there was ever a more glaring example of why suddenly um, the big thing for the Green New Deal. And, you know, people will wonder, well, how the hell do the two connect in any way, shape, or form? The coronavirus, Green New Deal, all this. Well, here's the thing. I've wondered for a long time, you know, you see the whole thing. People are like, oh, global warming or cooling or just now it's just climate change. The whole deal uh, is the greatest threat and all this shit. And even through the coronavirus, you still had, you know, insane people like AOC or Bernie or, you know, now Whitmer as well. Adolf Whitmer, um, you know, trying to employ these measures and. The strange part is, like I've said about so many things, uh, people so easily just forget history, you know, especially if it's inconvenient for their crazy narrative that they want to push. And the sad part is, um, you know, they have been able to get a lot of history either revised or just dismissed or they just get it ignored in what is taught. And uh, that is very annoying. But uh, something I was uh, uh, watching recently that I found very interesting. Um, you know, I had sort of an overview knowledge of it. But if you get a chance, um, yeah, I believe it's on Netflix. And since a lot of people are home for the coronavirus anyway, uh, take a couple hours, sit down and watch uh, Ken Burns' The Dust Bowl. And uh, it is very enlightening. Because one of the big reasons that was a huge contributing factor 
to the Dust Bowl happening was climate change. But we don't hear about that. And the reason you don't hear about that is because the climate change part of it wasn't man-made in any way, shape, or form. It was literally a decade of American history where literally most of the central part of the U.S., basically from Canada to Texas, this large area, the climate completely changed for a decade. The problem is it doesn't work real well for climate scientists because they can't go, well, see, man did that. And another reason it doesn't work real well is because ended up changing so that doesn't work real well for their narrative either but uh yeah uh it would be great to uh if you get a chance check it out because essentially what it is is it's talking about a massive part of the u.s that the climate completely changed for almost a decade not only did they get you know way less rain and and snow but temperatures were just super abnormal and uh, you know, they were talking about the temperatures and, you know, being the fact that I work in a lot of those areas all the time uh, now, uh, it's really abnormal. You know, they're talking about, you know, North Dakota in April was in like the 90s and almost 100 degrees. And, you know, that's just I mean, it's it, crazy to think about it now. But that was very eye opening to me because you know, that's kind of conveniently left out. You know, they talk about, oh, well, you know, they plowed up the ground too much and blue dirt everywhere and all this. And it was just kind of, uh, I don't know, in my uh, experience with history, it was very glossed over. And uh, it was very interesting to me and some of the uh, draconian measures taken by uh, Roosevelt, which there were a lot and that's another thing if you want to learn about some really really crazy progressive major screw screwy politics and wonder where the left gets their crazy ideas now um go back and uh, do some research on roosevelt and you'll find where a lot of it came from um definitely uh not a good human being i'll just put it that way not at all um but anyway back to the whole reason these two things connect uh, not and the reason why a lot of people once they start grasping some of the finer concepts of why this whole climate change thing gets pushed uh, the reason a lot of people are going to turn against it very quickly and so this is my theory um, which I think you'll find very interesting so um, the whole idea that you know, uh, we are killing the climate, uh, the earth and the climate's changing and all that, um, basically comes down to, uh, the idea that we have to get rid of all of our energy that we use now, fossil fuels. Well, why would you want to do that? Especially if you're an American and we have recently in the last few years here become completely energy independent. It seems kind of counterproductive. Now, there'd be people that would go, well, you know, fossil fuels will run out. Well, th that's possible. It is going to happen someday. I think the estimates right now with the way things look and at the current rate of use, uh, about 400 years from now, uh, considering the U.S. has only been around for 300, uh, that would be twice as long as we've existed so far. And I'm pretty sure in the next 
three to four hundred years, um, there'll probably be some alternatives come up. Just just spitballing as if there aren't alternatives now. But I'll not digress into that right now. The next part of it is we need to go to green energy. And what does that mean? And a lot of it revolves around electric and we need these big batteries and all these new technologies that, oh, wait a minute, they all come from China. Weird. So you're saying that by going green, we would be funding China. Strange. And you're saying that the people that are tied to the Chinese government, whether through politics, whether through finance, or whether through the media carrying their propaganda, are all for us going green because it will profit, oh, wait a minute, China. Now, these are the same people that said that we shouldn't call the coronavirus the Chinese coronavirus or the Wuhan virus because it was racist. The same people that have been promoting the propaganda of the Chinese Communist Party. The same people that are offshoots of the Communist Chinese Party. The same DSC, Democratic Socialist, all these people are all tied to China and the Chinese Communist Party. And strangely enough, they want to promote the idea of green energy that you get most of the technology and most of the rare earth minerals from China. Now, if you think that's a coincidence, then I definitely have some real estate I could sell you. And it's dirt cheap, I promise. Bridges, all kinds of things. You know, people aren't dumb in any way, shape, or form. And if they're giving given the true facts, people will make the right decision and do the right things. The problem is we are not given the proper information. We are given propaganda. And the bad part is even the energy companies and people wonder why they're like, well, why would um, an oil company be talking about going green? Well, if you have a lot of money and you can develop other businesses all over the world, then you can just buy a company in China that mines or harvests rare earth minerals that are going to be used for all these batteries. And what do you care whether they buy your oil or they buy this? You don't care. So therefore the only people that are going to get hurt in the mix are the regular everyday Americans and not just Americans. And I'm not saying this. I mean, yes, I say this as an American and as a country that would get devastated by this completely and wholly. But I'm not just talking about us. You're talking about mass, massive amounts of the Europe and all these countries that would get absolutely devastated. And it's all to promote the Chinese Communist Party. And that's how it ties to the coronavirus. Because they started it. Whether intentionally or by accident, they are responsible. Now, like I said, most of the evidence looks like it was just a screw up 
a lot like baby toys coming with lead paint or the fact that they pollute their entire country like a, a, a kid playing in a sandbox throwing sand in the backyard i mean they they just don't care and that's what people need to understand that these kind of regimes a lot like the democratic party do not care about the regular people in fact they hate them they only see them as a tool and a robot or a or a entity that can get them either more power or more wealth and that is all they care about and once you start to understand that is when you start to see the full and true picture well why in the world would someone want to do this why are we not getting all the information why are things being skewed it's real easy to figure out i mean china hasn't been sending hundreds of millions of dollars to organizations and schools in america to uh, you know promote american ideas that's the last thing any of these people want that's why it was so idiotic when somebody you know when the whole thing came out about russia and russia supporting trump the last person on earth any of these people would want anywhere near government is someone like donald trump so it makes absolutely no sense on the face of it it would be the essential idea of hitler being in power in germany and promoting a jewish president in america and saying well you should really vote for him we really support him and no one would everybody would laugh at you and say what the hell's wrong with you that makes no sense well the other makes no sense so it's the same damn thing so that's why none of this has ever made sense but what does make sense is they are scared to death that the truth the actual truth the real facts of the matter might get out to the american people and if that happens they're all fucked for good and when i say fucked for good i mean these people if the truth gets out and gets out wide enough to enough people in america will be looking for a second party to start opposing the right because there will not be a democratic party anymore because no one will want anything to do with it it's just the same reason as i said before why people like antifa wear fucking face masks why because they're scared to death that people actually find out who they are and find out what big hypocrites liars and assholes they are the same reason the the kkk went around with hoods on they knew that their ideas and their practices were so deplorable and so terrible that they were ashamed to show their face and the only other time that happens is when people want to come in to rob a bank or kill someone so it's pretty easy to figure out that people who have no problem with what their stance is on things and what they believe in have no problem walking into public and saying so they don't hide behind a screen and they certainly don't put on a mask and stand in the middle of the street only people that are so ashamed and know in their heart that they are completely and utterly off the wall wrong do things like that if a bank robber didn't give a shit he wouldn't walk in with a mask on and neither would these people but that's just the way it is and that's why the people on the left hide behind anything racism sexism homophobia xenophobia they hide behind all of it 
because they have no way to support any ideas they have. They can't possibly admit that they do not give a shit about you, your kids, anything. They don't care. I mean, if they cared about any of it, you wouldn't have you wouldn't have the things you have going on in Chicago. You definitely wouldn't have San Francisco, LA, Portland, Seattle. You would have none of this. They wouldn't be pushing around needles to everybody on the street and letting them take a shit on the street if they cared any even a slight bit for the regular American citizen. If they cared one bit, you would have none of this. They wouldn't open up the border and say, yeah, come on in. Destroy our workforce. How about let's get all the people who really like to commit felonies. We really want those people. Let's give them free health care. Fuck the old people. Why do we want to help the old people? Who cares about the people that work their entire lives to support, pay taxes, and build this country? Who gives a shit about them? Let's let's not worry about their health care. We want to make sure these felons that come in and kill and rape, we want to make sure they get free health care. Make sure they get driver's license. Make sure they can vote. If any of that makes sense to you, then I have no idea what the hell you're doing listening to me because it makes absolutely no sense to anyone. It only makes sense in one regard, and that is power. And because of these shameful, stupid, moronic ideas that do kill and hurt real Americans, so what do they do? What do they do? Well, then they try to vilify America, which is what they've tried to do for years. The problem is their party has committed most of the atrocities. So what do you do then? You have to rewrite history. We have allowed this insanity to go on for this long, and I'm glad to see some of it's finally starting to change, and more and more of it needs to change all the time. And people like me should be angry. We should be upset. And like I said before, most of us as conservatives, we didn't want to be a part of the government because we're not huge supporters of big government. The problem is, by doing that, the left has found a huge weakness and said, well, hey, we can beat them up. They're just going to go and try to take care of their family and go to work. And, you know, well, hell, we'll just take everything away from them while they're out trying to earn a living and pay us. And this is what it's gotten us situations that probably none of us ever thought we'd ever be in. I mean, my son called me the other day from home. He's still home in Michigan. And uh, it's like, Dad, I'm really worried. I was thinking, it's a nice day out. And I want to go by myself and go do some disking, do some disc golf by myself outside alone. And he goes, I'm really worried that I maybe get pulled over and get a ticket. And my advice was go right ahead. If you get a ticket, I'll be home soon. We'll go to court together because this is bullshit. This is taken. I just, I I just, I'm running out of words for it. I mean, idiocy, moronic, stupid, uh, ignorant. Um, But none of those words really are true because there is a definite plan to all of it. It's all about control bringing the hammer of the government down upon you, which they absolutely do not have the right to do. And I don't care whether they say it's an emergency or whatever. There is a reason that they're called inalienable rights. That means that the government is not allowed to take them away, period. We are to be informed and we accept risk. 
And risk is what all this boils down to. And this is probably my final point for today. Risk. Risk is involved in everything we do as human beings every day. Period. You get out of bed and going about, you know how many people die from bathroom accidents, falling in the tub, all those sorts of things. People laugh about it, but it's true. There's a risk involved. True, it may be a small risk. It's still a risk. Uh, many things we do every day, going outside. There's many things. There's wild animals out there. There's a road where there's cars going really, really fast. There's people out there committing crimes. All these things are risks that we take every day and don't think about it. We get in our car and drive 70 miles an hour down the highway. That's a hell of a risk. There's many, many risks. And yes, we do a lot of things to mitigate these risks, but we do them voluntarily. You don't go to certain parts of town at 2 a.m. alone. Why? It's risky to do so. You know there's a risk, so you don't do it. Or if you do, you don't go alone, and you certainly make yourself visible in public areas to lower your risks. Risks are involved in every activity you ever do. And people may minimize this, but you take risky things. You may go hiking. Well, there's a huge risk. What if you fell? What if you got hurt? What if you were injured and couldn't go to work? Then your whole work life, your income, all these things. And we do mitigate them through insurance and other things if you can afford it. But most can't. We accept this as part of life, mostly part of liberty and freedom that we have the freedom to make these choices to assess our own risk factors on everything we do. A lot of people will go and eat McDonald's two or three times a week. Is that a risk? Well, yeah, it's a risk to your health, probably. There could be cardiac problems. There's many things that we do, and we see as adults that we can make these decisions knowing the risk, and if anything happens, we accept the consequence that we made that decision. And I assert that there are way too many restrictions as it is. I am a person who smoked for 20-some years and have now quit. I did it because I felt the risk was too great to my health to continue. Do I see that as now a soapbox that I need to get on and drum and tell everybody they should quit smoking? No, it's your decision. I made the decision to do it for 20 years. I'd made the decision to quit. That was my decision. That doesn't mean it's your decision or it is the correct decision or that anybody should tell you what you should do. It is up to you entirely. That is where myself and the left will never, ever come to an agreement on ever. Like I said before, it's absolutely crazy. Yes, you could put a dagger on everyone's steering wheel. No one will go over three miles an hour. But that doesn't make it any more sane or right to do so. People should have the choice. And that's where I believe we are at with this illness now. People need to be informed, which we have been very informed and disinformation and everything else in between. But for the most part, I would say a good 90 to 95 percent of this country is very aware of the risks and mitigation that you can do to keep from getting this illness 
or passing it on to others. And so it is time. I personally feel that we should never have gotten to this level of insanity. And there is never an excuse for anyone like Whitmer or any of these people to impose absolute insane, moronic impositions upon the American people, which I will say over and over again, you have no right to do. And I'm sure that when I return home, that you will probably be hearing more and more from me and just put it this way, possibly somewhere protesting just just a little preview on that one um that's definitely a plan if we get sent home uh or get to go home here soon uh from what we're doing that uh, i will definitely be part of the next protest or maybe even start one on my own um because this is just this can't this cannot continue but the whole idea is that we as people not just americans as people We take on risk daily. We may not think about every risk that we take on daily, but if you take about 10 minutes and think of all the activities you do in one day's time and the amount of risk that would be involved if something possibly would go wrong, you realize that life is a lot more risky than maybe you thought. But there's also the other side with greater risk becomes greater reward. And we all know this. That's the reason people love going to Vegas and and like to play the lottery. Is there a big chance that you're not going to win? Well, yeah, there's actually a hell of a lot bigger chance that you're going to lose than you're going to win. But the chance is that if you win, it's going to be really, really good. So we accept the risk for a big reward. And we trust adults to do this all the time, whether it's the lottery, whether it's Vegas, whether it's investing, whether it's any of these things, we agree that it's okay if you're of a certain age and a certain maturity that you can make that decision for yourself and you can deal with the consequences yourself. So why are we here with this? I mean, the new numbers tend to look like It's not even going to be as bad as a bad year for the flu at this point. And even if it's slightly over that, once they get all the all the dust settles, I have a very sneaky suspicion that it was here a lot longer than what they thought. And the fact is, a lot more people were sick and have gotten over it. And unfortunately, it is part of life and I believe I speak for probably 90% of America right now that says listen we have the information we know the risk let's get back to work let's stop acting like the world is falling the sky is falling we've heard chicken little enough We can't just hide in our house and wait for it all to blow over because we will not have a house left when it's over. It's time to end all this and accept our own risk as we do every day on so many things and every year when every flu season comes around and everything else that could potentially kill you. Because there are more things in your life daily that could kill you 
then can probably help you. And that's just a fact and a fact of life we deal with all the time. So like many, many others, I think it is time to accept our risk, get back to work. And I understand that doctors and, and epidemiologists and, and all these people look at things in a certain way. And ideally, if we all huddled inside in a bubble, no one would ever get sick from anything. But we all know that's not how life or the world works in any way, shape, or form. And the other side of it is herd immunity. One way to stamp out a virus is for people to get it, especially if they've already agreed, and and most have. I haven't heard too many dissenting opinions that most people that get it will have mild to even no symptoms. But the thing is, for people to get it a second time, once they've gotten over it, the thing has to completely mutate. And if you want to get rid of it, herd immunity has always been the best way to stamp out a virus. And you can't do that if you keep everyone from getting it. Basically, what you do then is engineer a population that will have to run to the hills and hide in their closets every time something comes around. And we all know that is not possible and that is no prescription for how the rest of our lives can be. So we have to find a better way to do it and we're going to have to accept some risk, which we all do daily. And that is my point of all this is the fact that we do this on a daily basis anyway. I mean, there's millions of Americans that never go get a flu shot. And that's just, you know, I'm one of them. I happen to have had a condition for years that actually increases my white blood cells. So I have a higher immune system. Now there are downsides, same as everything else. I mean, if a little's good, a whole lot may be better in some regards, but there's always a downside to it. And yes, there are downsides to it. I have, you know, a lot of issues with, with joints and everything else because of it. But the upside to it is I rarely get sick. And it's very, very abnormal for me to even catch a cold or anything like that. So in that regard, I guess it's sort of a good thing. And I've always kind of, you know, kind of not worried about, uh, well, get your flu shot. Well, I don't really get the flu, so I'm not too worried about it. Um, and things will change. I'm sure they'll change in my life. I'm sure that at some point that will kind of change and I will have to, but I accept the risks. Once I realize the risks are higher, I will go change my behavior. Why? Because I'm an independent thinking individual who has the right to make that decision. And for good or bad, I have to live with the decision I make. Very, very basic, normal adult. Normal adulting, people. That's what we need. We need more normal adulting out of people. That would help so much in so many ways. 
I can't even tell you. It's it's crazy, but that's just the way it is. And, you know, I know there are people that are afraid of it. I realize that it is a scary thing when you're talking about a illness that you know nothing about, really, that comes out of nowhere. We all kind of know the flu and know this and know that. And and this is one that caught everybody off guard. And so I, in that regard, I understand why people were quick to react and, and even overreact and those sort of things. What kills me is to see people like Whitmer and they just use it to push their agenda so much and so blatantly. And, uh, you know, it is terrible and it's oppressive and it should never happen, period. No matter what's going on, it should absolutely not happen. And, And these people need to lose their positions. They just don't need to be in power. They have shown their callers. They've shown who they really are. They've shown that they have no... Uh, no respectable qualities. They can't tell the truth. They they can't uh, be concerned about normal, regular, everyday working people. Um, they're only concerned with power and their agenda, period. And their agenda as a whole is huge government control over every part of your life and uh, somehow work it into a uh, global citizenry to where they can uh, uh, run the world, which uh, obviously is part of China's big goal. So no no secret about that. Um, it has been the uh, Communist Party's goal for uh, a lot longer than I've been around. So that should not be a new revelation to anyone that they want to somehow take over the greatest nation on earth. And my final thought on this was something I heard the other day that uh, I want to put into a better perspective and something I can come back and talk more about later. But uh, it was on a a thing that I was watching and uh, the guy said, you know, America is great, a great country because it is an idea. And those ideas are not trademarked. They've been out and they're in the rest of the world and other people aspire to them and that's what makes America the greatest nation is because of the ideas because it is an idea and he said the difference is you look at Ireland Ireland's a great country but it's not a great idea Britain is a great country but it's not a great idea America is not just a great country but it's a great idea and that is true and very true we are a great idea and our borders make us a great country and that is what we should really embrace is our ideas and the sovereignty that has been fought and died for and fought to protect and that's what will keep this the greatest nation on earth So, that's all for this one. Hope you guys enjoyed it. Let me know on Twitter, Facebook, Instagram. i got to get better with Instagram. I'm not great. I'm not. I'm very bad with it. Uh, It involves pictures, which I'm not great at. So, I'm going to work on it. I promise I will work on it. And I am working on the website. So, all these things will be coming around. But, uh, yeah, I just saw that uh, we're up on Apple Podcasts as well now. So, um so that's good. Uh, more reviews would be great. Um, anything helps. 
I, I promise anything helps. Uh, good reviews, all that sort of thing. And, uh, just tell your friends, uh, anybody you think would enjoy listening. It would, it would be great. Uh, I enjoy it. I enjoy doing it. So, uh, I'll have a short episode out Thursday. Not sure what the topic's going to be yet. I'm sure it'll probably, uh, be centered around some more of this craziness that's coming out of Michigan because, uh, happen to have a few people around there. That's, uh, just some crazy stories. So I get to get that out and, uh, yeah. So keep checking us out. Glad to see more and more countries, more people listening. It's, it's awesome. Uh, and it's great for somebody like me. It's just an average guy that, uh, like I said, has a laptop and a microphone and a few ideas and can get it out and people all around the world can hear it. And that's great. It's, <laughs> it's a marvelous thing. So, uh, like I said, check it out online, check it out on here. Give us, uh, some, uh, reviews, uh, questions, comments, anything you want. And, uh, we'll be talking to you again on Thursday. So till next time, it's uh, no agenda, just America.